Consequences do bring great pain, but facing those consequences do bring great growth. We're going to continue the conversation today. Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that helps share hope and healing for our mental, spiritual, emotional, and even our relational journey. Life change stories, recovery topics, all centered on the Beatitudes where Jesus tells us, let me tell you how to be happy in spite of your circumstances as you face those hurts, hangups, habits, and even those broken relationships. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the Celebrate Recovery Ministry Leader at Fellowship Rogers, and um, so grateful to be here with you today. We've been having a, a great conversation, and this is actually part two of a conversation with Angela Imhoff, the Ministry Leader of Celebrate Recovery New Heights in Fayetteville. And uh, we were having such a riveting conversation uh, last time that we just decided to throw in a part two to this. And so, Angela, thanks for joining us. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Yes. (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourself for those that might be new listening in? I am a grateful believer in Jesus, and I celebrate recovery from poor relationship choices and the consequences of those choices. And so um, I'm so happy to be here again with you. You know, consequences um, is actually in my introduction, the word. Yeah, I love that. So this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, although I didn't always feel that way about it. <laughs> yeah. So if you missed, if you missed the first uh, episode, uh, go back to last week and you can listen. Um, you can catch up on that and catch some good, great content from Angela. Just a great conversation. Like I said, I just wanted to continue the conversation, but so we were just talking about just facing those. And, and I'd love to kind of start with this, just thinking about, what is it as we are facing these consequences in our life? What keeps us from that process of walking through that door and beginning that recovery healing journey? You know, I think that the first thing that comes to my mind would be fear of those consequences. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's why a lot of people don't do bad things yeah. because there's a consequence. But sometimes, like me, I got in a place where I lost track of right and wrong. I lost track of impact on others, got into a place where I started making selfish choices. And and I don't at that point see the consequences. And mm. therefore, the consequences aren't impacting whether or not right now I can make the right decision. Right. Just, it goes away. Yep which is really bad. But at some point, my brain reattaches. At some point, my conscious kicks back in and then goes, you have done a bad thing. Whether it's that the devil likes to convince you to do a bad thing and then he tells on you, right? That's his MO. And then the guilt starts coming and then the shame and then the fear of now the consequence is coming. And if I go and own it, if I walk in those doors, then I'm going to be found out and then... I can't manage the outcome of all the consequences, the, yeah. the criticism, the rejection, the who knows, way worse consequences yeah. can, can come depending on the situation. Yeah. So fear, concern, all those things. Yeah. Shame. You mentioned that shame. And it's interesting just thinking about, uh, I like to call it misery island mm. that we end up on, right? So our choices, the enemy's whispering in our voice, in our ear and saying, hey, 
you can do this. You got this. You can control this. Just one. Just do it a couple times. You'll be fine. You know, and then it creates a separation from God. Takes us all the way over here to Misery Island. And I was I found the the German word for misery is Eland. E L U N D. Sounds like island. Yeah. Well, and it actually means this. This is fascinating to wander away from our native land, mm. which was our native land, with the Father in communion, fellowship yeah. with Him and the body of Christ, to wander away from that place and stay in a place of homesickness. Mm. And so I was thinking about that. So He kind of lures us away, convinced yes. we believe these lies. And then we're over here, and, and that shame message says, hey, you're too bad now. It's like, you're, you can't go home. What are you kidding? You can't yeah. go back to your native land, right? So just stay over here, manage it on your own. It'll be so much easier. Yeah. And we talk about that in the denial lesson, right? That actually denying it and not facing it actually lengthens yeah. the pain, right? Stay here because if you go back, there's going to be a consequence. It's going to be worse. And it's going to get worse. Yep. Yeah. And actually what ends up happening, and unfortunately we see that in other people's lives that don't don't face the consequences, yeah. it gets worse. Isolation makes and it so much worse. Breaking, right? It's like, oh, if please come home, but we can't make you, we can't yeah. work harder than you in your recovery it's process. It's the biggest secret. Here's a secret about Celebrate Recovery if you don't know it, that acceptance makes the pain minimize. Yeah. And I didn't know that when I came, I was so terrified to walk in the door. Yeah. And then when I did, it was like, wait a minute, this is different than I thought it was going to be. Yep. I thought it was going to be worse and acceptance and grace and love and, and just the environment that was created that I walked into that was so different than anything I experienced yeah. actually was the, the salve that my gaping wound mm. needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's coming back to the father. Yeah. The consequences will be hard. It's going to be difficult, but it's so worth it. When we can reveal that, yeah. God will heal that, right? And it, and yes, it takes time. And yes, we were talking about grace on the last episode and and just, you know, the he doesn't he doesn't take away the consequences, yeah. but he forgives us and invites us back into fellowship with him. And if we've got him and we're back into fellowship with him, we can face no matter what the consequence is. And I've and I've heard of guys on death row say, I've never been more free in my life than I am right now. And you're like, wait, what? You're yes, it's crazy. You're in here for life. I dug into this for a bit because I kept thinking to myself, uh, the concept of it, like how does it work? And it's the, I believe it's that we bear each other's burdens. Mm. And when we do, it makes the pain less, yeah. you know, I think you and I have heard about this study about when you are in a relationship where you have, you know, a, an accepted, uh, attachment. Like yeah. I think of step study relationships, sure. my stepsisters oh, gosh, are yeah. like, I, there's bonds there that will never yeah. be broken. Oh yeah. You know, and in that space, I can face extremely painful things mm. that are less painful because they're bearing the pain and the burden with me. Yeah. That's the mind-blowing idea. I yeah. think that's that yoke that Jesus is saying, my yoke is not heavy. And if we use others that God is putting in our lives to lean on and to share our burdens with, they do get lighter. But yeah. the enemy is saying, don't share these 
because if you share them, there's going to be a consequence. And the gospel says, share these because it's in your weakness where God's love shows up. It's just, it's counterintuitive. It really is. Well, and even thinking about the Christian walk, and that's what I love about Celebrate Recovery, it's based on the Beatitudes that Jesus Christ is our foundation. Many religions will be about emptying, getting rid of Christianity and recovery, celebrate recovery is about adding to, right? It's the adding his strength, his power, his comfort, his perseverance, right? His stamina to to be able to help us face that mountain. But I love what you mentioned, just the having somebody with me. And we talk about that in in other trainings we've done, just the mirror neurons, right? It's like when I'm in a circle with other guys and you with other ladies, when we start sharing some of these hard things and we can look in their eyes and see that they're catching it, yeah. they're with us. It's like throwing a it's pass. It's life-giving. Right? It sure is. It's like a catcher's yes. mitt just catching that and going, ah, oh, yeah. I'm not alone in this. You know, in the last episode, we were talking just at the end to the newcomer. If you are making the choice to come, don't stop. Keep coming back. Yeah. I solely believe it works if you work yeah. it. Um, and and this is, it's, we're talking to both. We're not only talking to the newcomer who's brand new and just facing the consequences, stepping out of denial and how hard that is, but also kind of making a bid or a, a just a reminder to someone who's been here for a while. Yeah you're the one that God is using to give hope. Mm. You're the one that God is using to hold the light, to light the path, your story. And I remember being in step study and and the difference between open share and step study for us, open share is more issue specific step study. Everyone in there has something possibly different and you know, everybody kind of comes together and the benefit of that is listening to someone else and eight people have all different things made me realize the things are less important and yep. the disconnection from God and each other is the same. That's right. And listening to someone who was on their third step study and the wisdom that she shared, I started learning words that I didn't know, like codependency. Yeah. I remember not, I didn't, when I came to see her, I had never heard that <laughs> word before. Boundaries. I'd never heard, I was like, is that like a fence around a property? <laughs> I didn't know. Enabling somebody, you know, was talking to me in the uh, broken vows group because I was yeah. in the middle of that, and I was uh, shocked to think, wait a minute, enabling implies my I have a part in this, and I started gleaning from the people who had been there yeah. and who had already walked a journey in their healing. And so, yeah. so this is both sides. This is saying, Hey, yeah. you don't walk in on night one. Like I'm grateful for my consequences. You know, that's not how it goes. <laughs> yeah. That's not realistic, but you do in year two, in year three, in year four, yeah. recognize those consequences made an impact yeah. on who I am. And now I have wisdom and insight and hope to offer yeah. the person who is right there on step one. Yeah. We all had to pass step one to yeah. get to wherever we are, exactly. you know. Well, and you were talking, Angela, you know, at your New Heights Celebrate Recovery Sunday nights. Yep. Yeah. Sunday nights down in Fayetteville. And so on Sunday nights, people walk in. And it just got me thinking this too, just to be an encouragement to those that are early, maybe they're weeks in. Do you know that even weeks in, you're an encouragement to other people day one? Yes. Even to us, right? When we see a transformation, yeah. I'm thinking about your story. 
when I saw that young lady that couldn't even look me in the eye begin to lift her eyes even weeks in and sometimes smile, a lot of tears, but to be able to see that life coming, it was like, ah, this is oxygen for my recovery, right? I always love during the celebration chip part, you know, of our service where somebody takes a 30 day chip or a 60 day chip. It lets that person who's taken a blue chip that night or considering it go 30 days. Mm. That person made it 30 days. That means I could make it 30 days. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can make it 60 days. And when we celebrate those milestones of years of sobriety or surrender, oh, it just is so hope giving, I think. And we were talking about just the the process is painful, but it's worth it. But sometimes we just want to, hey, just get me to year 16. I just want to be there, right? And but but year 16 is not rich and fulfilling and life-giving. If I don't walk through year 15 and 14 and 13, day one, right? Just like, ah, this is experiencing day one as hard as it is, is going to make year 16 so much more fulfilling. You know, as you say that, I just picture that how I want to say the word organic, how organic this process is. It develops over time Yeah. because I remember in year one, okay, part of my story is that I also have a divorce and when I started in Celebrate Recovery, I was living in this state and my partner was living in another state and we had already started the process. And so in my first step study, oh, I remember my ladies just like circling me while I signed mm. those papers and sobbed my eyes out and wow. s- put them back in the FedEx pack. And it just was wretched. Yeah. And yet God knew I couldn't go through it alone. And these yeah. women came around me. But my story, my narrative, if that's a good word yeah. to use in, in year one was it was, he was a jerk and it was all his fault. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I just, there was a lot of blame. Yeah. And then year two, and I started, like I said, heard words like codependency and enabling, and, and I was not good at saying no. Yeah. I didn't understand the, the power and health of saying no and, yeah. and self-care. And I started to recognize, oh, I, play, I might play a part. I might have played a part. So then I went, I swung the pendulum all the way in the other ditch. The whole thing's my fault and I'm a big failure, you know. <laughs> well, that's an imbalance yeah. too. Yeah. So then here comes year three. And it, I remember thinking, you know, I'm going to go through a step study and then I just get my chip all done. Yep. Yep. Got what I needed to move on. Move on. on. It, I mean, as soon as I was done with my step study, I was like, time for another step study back in time for another step study, because every layer I'm able to recognize something that I wasn't able to recognize on day one, on week one, on year one. And so as my journey has continued, my story has shifted. And it's weird because it's not like I was lying on yeah. day one. I mean, I know denial, don't even know that I'm lying. Well, sometimes I, it's not, we're not being uh, mischievous yeah. in our denial, right? It's just our protection. It's like, this is how we keep from, it's like, it's a natural response, yeah. right? Yeah. But my, uh, my first year, all I could see was what my ex-husband had yep. done and I couldn't yet see my yeah. part. What I, what I love about that, and you alluded to this last episode, um, people are hearing you say that. Right. And they're not saying now, now you need to own it. You're right. There's the grace again. (laughs) And they're not trying to fix you. And that's what I love about this is like, sometimes we say things that years later we go, man, I was kind (laughs) of all out there. I was a little distorted in my thinking, but, but the safety of just saying, I can just vomit this out 
and everybody looks at me and says, thanks for sharing. Oh, it's and we so just trust refreshing. God yeah. And I think that that is part of when people ask me, how does Celebrate Recovery work? I'm like, yeah. I wish it was as linear as that. I wish I could just be like, you do this and then you, you know, on day 11, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work like that. It is yeah. the, the organic part again, because sometimes my body is fighting the change and sometimes I lean into it. And sometimes it, yeah. it just, there is this growth process that happens. Yeah. And so if we you know, go back to the idea of consequences. Yeah. I, when I was still in blame mode, oh, I was mad about the consequences. Yeah. Accuse I and excuse. I shouldn't have these. These are not my fault. Yeah. These are your fault. How come nobody else has the, you right. know, yep. angry. I remember working through anger in my first year. I was angry. I was, it was, yeah. But as I understood the narrative more maturely, differently, mm. my, my anger diminished yeah. and I started to, to have like sadness and, mm. and heaviness. And, and that is a healthy way for me to recognize the weight of what I had done. Mm. And so th those consequences then started to help me grow in wisdom mm. and, and grow in understanding. And man, it just started shifting my process. Wow. I love that. Well, I, great conversation. When we come back, I'd like to kind of get a little bit practical of what that can look like. And I know you have a great pie analogy that I'd love to get to, because I think it will really kind of, I'm a word picture guy. So I think it'll be helpful. And when we come back, uh, we'll continue the conversation. Stick with us. We'll be right back, folks. Hey folks, if you love life change stories, you're going to want to be here this week for Friday night. We have an incredible testimony that will inspire you to want to and learn that you are able to change as you hear another brother or sister in Christ experience uh, and share the healing and freedom from Jesus Christ through the principles of Celebrate Recovery. Come see us. If you'd like more information, go to fellowshipcr.org, and on there you'll find a full group of all of our sister Celebrate Recoveries. We hope you'll join us. Welcome back. Uh, talking about consequences of uh, pain and, and Angela, right before the break, um, I, I want to get to this pie story because yeah, sure. it's a great picture. But but I love just kind of uh, set the picture of this. Celebrate Recovery kind of has these four phases that we walk through, right? We walk through feeling pain, right? So this is a sense of uh, giving up right as we yeah, as we surrender it to god we're not giving up on us or we're, we're giving up whatever it is we're holding on to right so there's giving up and then we move into the second phase of cleaning up right we clean mm -hmm. our heart i like to say that to understand the good reasons why we do what we do right to understand that so we give up we we clean up and then we work into this uh, phase of making up to repair those relationships, forgiveness, amends, a big part of that, to ultimately get to the fruit, and that's to grow up in Christ, right? That's the maturing process. So what does that mean is we're kind of painting that picture of celibate recovery. How does that resonate with your heart? And I'd love for you yeah, to share that story. Absolutely. You know, I love just the, anytime I'm in a lesson, if I'm teaching a lesson on a Sunday night at our celibate recovery, I always like to give the, hey, where are you in your recovery? If you're brand new, take notes on this. If you're down yeah. the road, you know, like 
where we are in that process. And so I feel like the consequences conversation really is in the cleanup and the makeup. Mm. You know, you have to first say, I'm ready to accept the consequences or I'm ready to face what it is. Give up. That's the give up. Right. So there we are. And now we have to face it. And it's the scary part, but the hope in Celebrate Recovery is that we, when we take that surrender chip or when we join a step study, when we ask a sponsor to join us, we're not doing it alone. Mm. That's the key. We're in now community, the way God designed us to face hard things with each other, with accountability and brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. So now I'm in the, okay, Rodney, I'm facing the consequences. Will you help me clean up? I got, I got some cleanup to do, you know, and for <laughs> yeah. me, my sponsor helping me go through that inventory and recognize do I owe this person an amends or do mm. I just have to, is this a conversation between me and God yeah. or is this a, com- a relationship that needs restoration and therefore require, like there's all of these pieces that I didn't, I didn't even know existed that now I'm learning, you know, yeah. have learned existed in mm. this process of that cleanup of that makeup. Yeah. And just thinking back to what I said just before the break, the idea of year one, my, you know, failed marriage was my husband's fault. He made bad choices. He hurt me. Had he not hurt me, then I definitely wouldn't have made my choices. It's right. clearly, you yeah. know, <laughs> blame, blame. Accuse others, excuse ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All one-sided and really distorted. And so that's an inaccurate, really an inaccurate dis- description of how it played out. But it's the only, I could only see the pain and that's where I was. Yeah. The process of recovery starts. I get in a step study. I start recognizing the the cleanup phase and I start to go, oh, wait a minute. Mm. Mm, part of this is mine. Okay. Oh, that part's mine, that part. Then it's almost for me, it was slightly overwhelming. And I'm like, this is all clearly my fault. <laughs> we swing right on to the other side. Yeah. Um, also out of balance. Sure. It's neither all his fault, nor is it all my fault. Right. We're interactional humans. We interact with each other, which means we, we all contribute to each other's interaction. Me and you have an interaction. Yeah. You have responses to me and here we are. But, but when there's pain involved, our bodies naturally look for blame. Mm. So for me, I like to kind of look at it. Here's the pie analogy, right? Like if I'm trying to break down who's responsible for this, right? If I want someone to take responsibility or to take ownership or even to face the consequence, then we have to kind of sort out who did what and what was the impact. Right. And that's a hard thing when I'm in my pain to go up into my brain and try to figure out. Yeah. So I like to paint a picture of a pie. Here's a pie, lemon meringue, whatever pie flavor you (laughs) like, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And the whole pie is not my ex-husband's. It's not all his fault. And the whole pie is not mine. So what I want to do is consider what slice, how big of a slice is his responsibility and how big of a slice was my responsibility. And it's funny because as I started sifting through my inventory and started kind of, you know, divvying out pieces of pie, I started to recognize maybe part was mine and maybe part was was my ex-husband's. But honestly, in that, there were a few other parts that I was surprised that I found. Mm. Um, we had, you know, gotten some bad advice that we really took hook, line, and sinker, didn't lean into God, lean into bad advice. And we made choices based on that advice that were hurtful. Mm. And I had to, in the process, go back and forgive yeah. that that person was trying their best to give good advice and missed it. And when I was sorting it out, I to be able to go, oh, wait a minute, 
this part's mine and this part's his and this part over there and this hurt me and this hurt me. Um, It's a funny thing that landed on my inventory. I even, because it was beneficial to my healing, like forgave Hollywood Yeah, because I bought the fairy tale yeah and and fantasy yeah for sure and that influenced me so to be able to go here's the whole slice of the failure of my marriage that i that is messy and that i am facing the consequence of the failed marriage rejection divorce all the stuff that came with that in order to sort that all out so that i can right that last part grow yeah i need to know what i need to ask for forgiveness for and what I need to give an amends for, and what I need to forgive you for. Yeah. And if I haven't sliced it out right, then honestly, yeah. it's it's not a, a whole or complete um, cleanup. It's not yeah. a whole or complete distribution of responsibility. And I know that's a kind of a weird concept to think, but yeah. it helps me know what am I inviting God into. Yeah. What part is mine? What part do I need to forgive? Yeah. And gosh, God works in the currency of forgiveness. Yeah. And so he knows. And if I invite him into it, he's going to help me know what I need to forgive, where right. I'm holding resentment, whose part is what. And it helps me sort it out. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I grow. Yeah. And through that process, I can become something different than I was. Yeah. I hope I described that No, well. that's great. That's great. So I think one thing that is so important, too, is... There's a reason we're talking, you're talking about amends and forgiveness in principle six, mm-hmm. right? Day one, we're in principle one. So there's a reason why it's, there's an, a, there's a rhythm to the order, right? Yes. It's, there's a, it makes sense why we don't talk about yeah. forgiveness and amends till later. But, but also just that I've, I heard someone else talking about this one time, just you know, we're not telling you to minimize the pain. The no. process is to organize it, right? And it's kind of that those two things of being uh, honest and honoring, honoring for our heart, honoring for our pain. And it feels weird to say honor pain, right? But yeah. all we're saying is, I see you. I'm going to pay attention to you. I'm not going to run from you anymore because that's taken me to Misery Island, yes. right? But But we're not blaming and there's not a, stitch in your body that's blaming other people you're just one of the most honoring things you can do for your heart and those that even have hurt you is to be honest yes this happened and i need to i need to organize that not to find someone to blame but to ultimately lead uh to healing right and so you know when you were talking earlier just that yeah we have to organize that uh, what's my part in this what's your part um, that forgiveness, you're talking about the forgiveness is such a key. It walking in day one, it feels like, how could I ever forgive like yeah. your ex-husband? How could I ever forgive him? And can you imagine if day one, I say, well, what in the recovery process, you know, you're gonna have to forgive him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you would have been yes. gone. You're going to have to take ownership of your slice of the pie here. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah just, I agree. It's like, Hey, let's just organize this jumbled up piece of pie that's in a million pieces yes. doesn't even look like a pie anymore, right? Let's talk about that yeah. and why it fell apart to organize that. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the process of our recovery, which, you know, that word process was a word thrown out at the beginning. <laughs> it's a process. You got to be in it for the, pro- I'm like, yeah. I don't know what this word means. I do now. <laughs> yeah. 
But when you come in on, on day one, it is just receiving grace, trying to, honestly, for me, it was remind myself whose I was. Yeah. And I remember on my first night, not even being able to wholeheartedly say I'm a grateful believer. Yeah. My shame. And that's had, okay, right? Yeah. My yeah. shame had overtaken me and I was like, oh, I don't know what I am. Yeah. I'm a mess. And the grace that was, that that's okay. Yeah. We It was almost like, and I remember my sponsor saying this one time, like, I'm a strong enough believer for both of us right now. I have faith <laughs> I that, that God's going to restore you. You know, I think that's what we do here. We share, I have enough hope for you. Yeah. I have enough understanding of how God works this, that I can already see yeah. a great trajectory for your path. Yeah. But, but it is hard in that first moment to, to see yeah. that how far down the road I'm going to get if I take the next step, take yeah. the next step. And I think that's, even if I'm talking about responsibility yeah. on night one, the responsibility that you're taking is taking the first step in the door, taking the first step into getting a blue chip, stay for orientation, come back next week and do open share. Those are the, you know, responsible things I'm doing, even in the midst of my chaos. Yeah. And those grow into the next responsibility and the next responsibility. And so I think sometimes words like consequences and responsibility yeah. can feel bad. Kind of dirty and, words. Yeah. And if anything, I just wanted to, to kind of shift a little yeah. to say, hey, as you grow, these things are things you'll lean into and recognize. Yeah. They're good. They, they help us. They, yeah. they bring us back into relationship yeah. restoration. They bring us back into communion with God. Yeah. And they're hard. Yeah. They're so beneficial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We weren't designed to be out of fellowship uh, with God, right? So as you were talking, I was even thinking about, um, I know some of your physical health journey, what you've been going through, and just it kind of resonated with me just thinking about the difference between acute pain and mm. chronic pain. So we're going to experience pain Right. And that's kind of the lie the enemy says, well, if you if you stay over here on Misery Island, as we were talking about in the last episode, then you won't feel pain anymore. The reality is we feel pain. It's just a chronic pain. Right. Yeah. We stay stuck in this. Yeah. The process of moving toward healing and maturing or that growing up in Christ. Yeah is an acute pain, right? When we go to the gym and we've not used muscles before. So our, great. <laughs> our muscles Such are going. a great analogy. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. This feels like death. Why would I ever do this, right? It's, and that's kind of the way yeah, it is with it is. facing consequences, right? It's such a great analogy because you it's almost like you're choosing to put yourself in that little bit of pain because the benefit is, the gain is what you want there. Yep. And, and it's not an, in this scenario, not necessarily for the gains, but that's the truth. Yep. The, you know, you, I've heard you say before, God's a two for one God. If he can get two <laughs> blessings out of the, you know, one, and he does all the time. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, there's a blessing in the giving, there's a blessing in the receiving. And so this idea of, you know, even making amends, I don't know about you, but in the family of origin and kind of in the culture I grew up in, I did not see a lot of verbal I'm sorry for this. Can you forgive me? Mm. Um, amends or, you know, conflict resolution things. Right. So the concept of going and making an amends for me felt like a consequence. And yeah. it kind of is. If I had never offended you, I wouldn't have to go and make an amends to you. Right. But because I'm human and I mess up, yeah. the consequence of that mess up is I have to make a choice to come and 
and make an amends. So, so we're talking, if we're using the word consequence, the, yeah. the thing that is required of me to restore what was broken yeah. is part, is part of that consequence and the wow. benefit of that yeah. and that God does it in his timing. I want to say too, I remember a funny story about us. We, I mean, we've known each other, what for a yeah, long time, long you're time. right, like two decades, <laughs> we've been on some celebrate recovery yeah. mission trips and I was Overseas probably, and, yeah, yeah, I was four or five years into ministry leading and was working with one of my leaders. And it was just the, the there was some growth on both of our parts in yeah. some of the interactions. And in the moment of me as the ministry leader being frustrated with just the interaction, mm. it's like I had this vision that God gave me of you being my ministry leader and my, you know, mm-hmm. selfish. I was just being like self-centered, selfish, irritable, <laughs> like I want to do it this way. And it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I remember in that moment thinking, you're growing me, God, because I have to go back and make an amends. And I remember reaching out to you again. You're like, okay, <laughs> years after and saying, hey, mm. this is this is probably weird. But one time I was rude and selfish and I'm sorry. And I respect you as my leader. Will you forgive me? And of course you were generous and were like, <laughs> maybe remembered, maybe didn't. Yeah. But we're like, absolutely, I forgive you. Yeah. The, the consequence of that scenario was God prompting me to clean up, mm. make up, and it helped me grow up. Wow. And now I come back to my leader who I was working with and was able to give more compassion, wow. was able to give more empathy, was able to use my own scenario as a wow. model for how God prompts us to humble ourselves. You know, just that's the the good benefit of a consequence Yeah, that God uses it to grow us. And the challenge now 17 years into my recovery uh, is that he never stops using it to grow us. So yeah. I, I'm sure I will have consequences to face yeah. and amends to make. And well, but now I can lean into them. Yeah. And I love that. You know, sometimes and I've shared this with sponsees, you know, sometimes talking about what happened 20 years ago is a lot easier than talking about what happened last night. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Ugh, I've got to make amends today. That feels yeah. really hard. Can we just go back and talk about the past? I <laughs> have that when I am wrong, promptly admit yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Part of our process. So Angela, what is some of those verses that kind of jump out as we're thinking about God's word that is the, through this topic that you kind of hold on to that kind of speak to facing consequences yeah. and the being the catalyst toward growth? There's two that pop into my head. One in Romans that really talks about... Um, for the, I believe it is, I didn't write this one down, so I'm going to go off the cuff, yeah. but the idea that any sin that we're stuck in, that God is going to give us a way out, mm. that there is no sin that God, basically yeah. that it, he's going to provide right. the way out. He always provides a way and out. And for yeah. me, that way out actually was getting caught and then having the consequence. Yeah. Hard in it, but it, it was my path to a changed life. My life is not the same as mm. it was. Um, and then another one in Jeremiah, I know a lot of people reference reference 2911, which is like, God has plans for our future. <laughs> yeah, we know hope, that but one, yeah. yeah. But if you go a little further to 3011, he actually says of you, I will not make a full end. I will discipline you in just measure. Mm. And the idea of God disciplining me is both scary and painful. Well, at first it was, but but now I can lean into it because I know he disciplines those that he loves mm. and he loves me. And therefore he's going to guide me like a shepherd uses a staff to, 
to tuck that sheep that's getting out of the flock back in. Yeah. That discipline and that guidance is his love. Yeah. Even though it might feel like I'm getting pushed by a that staff. Pruning, <laughs> pruning process, right? Absolutely. We'll talk about that in John 15. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it hurts, but it is how we grow. And yeah. so as a, as someone who has been in CR for a while, recognizing that, that those consequences we faced, yeah. man, they grew us and they shaped us and they have given us insight and wisdom that now our, our hope is because of what God has done yeah. in me, I'm going to now share that, right? That's that last principle that we're going to now turn around and share use it. my life and my word yeah. to honor God That's with what so he's good. done through me. So Angela, we just have a, another minute here, a couple minutes, but what somebody's in the middle of some hard things and thinking about that young lady 16 years ago or oh. however long ago that was, um, and they're facing some consequences and they're scared and they're hurting. What word of encouragement does Angela give oh, them? Oh, I just, I, I have learned almost, I don't even know if I want to give a word. I just want to hug yeah. their necks and say, you've come to the right place. Mm. Um, just small steps. I mean, I think I wanted to have the outcome already played out. Yeah. And whether it was you or sweet, your sweet wife, Carol, or yeah. who it was that said to me, you don't have to be responsible for what comes next mm. right now. It's a good one. You get to make a choice and that choice is for your health and for your recovery. Mm. And so it was just small measures, just little. Yeah. If you're brand new facing it, I almost want to say, don't worry too much about the consequences. Yeah. Right now you've made a choice and that choice is celebrate recovery, which is an incredible tool that God uses to bring people together in community mm. and to share hope and healing with each other. And so kudos to your first good choice. Yeah. Now little steps keep making them. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Angela. This has been oh, it's uh, been so amazing. fun. I've really enjoyed this. We'll have to get you back and, and have it. some more uh, conversations. But uh, uh, tell us, tell us where you're meeting uh, meets and times, and give us give us all that good info. We are celebrate recovery down at New Heights Church, and we meet at the Fayetteville Boys and Girls Club on Sunday nights. That's in uh, off of Rupel Road. We have a meal at 5.30 and our service is at 6. And we would love for you to join us down in yeah. Fayetteville anytime you're down there. And I highly recommend it. I've been over there. It's been a while since I've been over. I need to come see you guys. I do. I need to have you back. <laughs> I need to come share my testimony or something. But hey, thanks for being here, Angela. I love you so much. You yeah. and Chad both are, are uh, just such great people. So, hey, thanks for uh, being with us today. Uh, we hope that this has been a good conversation, uplifting for you. I want to kind of leave you with this verse. Is in John 13, 7, Jesus replies, you don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. And what a great reminder is we're facing some consequences in our life, some pain. God's going to use that pain. He's going to use it for his glory. All you have to do is just give up and take it to him and trust him with the cleanup process, the makeup process, so that we can ultimately grow up in Christ, the way he designed, the way he died for you. He died for you. You mean that much to him. Hey, thanks for being with us today. If you want more information about Celebrate Recovery, go to fellowshipcr.org and look for that local listing of all the sister CRs. Thanks for being with us. Till then, God bless you.